It's Tuesday, October 3rd, and this is Brian with the Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, the Pentagon has more than $5 billion remaining in its coffers to provide weaponry and other security assistance to Ukraine, even after Congress declined to include more funding for the war in a weakened bill to keep the government open. Biden administration officials and senators stressed over the weekend that a pause in U.S. support could be devastating to Ukraine's war effort. The $5.2 billion is roughly equivalent to the value of the weaponry the Biden administration has sent to Ukraine over the last six months for its fight against Russia. A number of factors contribute to the rate at which security aid flows to Kyiv, and officials believe the $5.2 billion could last only for another few months. To make matters worse, an account used to replenish the Defense Department's own arsenal after the provision of U.S. arms to Ukraine is now down to about $1.6 billion, insufficient to keep the Pentagon whole. In other news, Catalan Carrico and Drew Wiseman won the Nobel Prize on Monday. They proved they could modify mRNA, a kind of molecular worker bee that carries instructions encoded in DNA so that it could be used safely and effectively. But they had to overcome the deep skepticism of scientists, most of whom doubted the molecule could be used for a vaccine or drug. Years later, as drug makers raced to develop vaccines against COVID-19, it was mRNA technology that powered widely used shots from Pfizer, BioNTech, and Moderna. The Nobel Committee credited Carrico's and Wiseman's work with saving millions of lives. Before mRNA technology, vaccines were made from inactive or harmless viral material. In world news, the United Nations Security Council has greenlit the deployment of an armed multinational force to Haiti as the Caribbean nation wrestles with rampant gang violence and political paralysis. The decision follows repeated calls for military assistance by Haitian Prime Minister Ariel Henry, United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres, and the United States have also strongly urged the international community to back such a mission. Thirteen members of the council voted in favor of the resolution, with Russia and China abstaining. Though approved by the powerful UN Security Council, the force would not formally be under UN control. It is expected to be led by Kenya, which has pledged 1,000 police to spearhead the mission. The force will have a 12-month mandate in Haiti, but the timing of its arrival is not set yet and more countries have been invited to participate. Back in the U.S., the strike against Detroit automakers is dealing a blow to the U.S. steel market. Steel purchases by automotive-related users began slowing during the summer as a strike by the United Auto Workers Union appeared more likely, adding pressure to steel prices that had already been pressured by weakness in manufacturing and commercial construction sectors. The spot market price for benchmark coiled sheet steel has fallen 40% since April. Demand for steel from the auto industry had been a bright spot for the steel industry in the past year. Vehicle production volumes rebounded from supply chain bottlenecks during the COVID-19 pandemic. And Pope Francis softened the Vatican's ban on blessing same-sex couples, saying that priests may use their discretion in giving such blessings, so long as they don't imply a same-sex union is equivalent to a heterosexual marriage. 
The Pope's statement in a letter released by the Vatican on Monday marks a significant shift in the Catholic Church's stance on blessing gay relationships. Its release comes on the eve of a major Vatican meeting that will consider possible changes to church teaching and practice on matters such as homosexuality and women's ordination. Roman Catholic priests in Germany and some other northern European countries have for years held ceremonies to bless same-sex couples in defiance of a Vatican ban. The issue has contributed to the deepening polarization between progressive and conservative tendencies in the global Roman Church. Now you know, and you're ready to go with The Morning News. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.